All right, guys. <clears throat> How's everybody out there? I'm back with my old program. This is called OBS Streaming Studio. Hope you can hear me better. Uh, that was I was just trying out the the YouTube program to see how it was. It was nice. It was kind of more concise, but you know, if you're a if you're a live in call show and you're having issues with audio, you gotta you gotta make sure that things don't go that way. What's going on here now? One second. Um, What is this? I hate passwords. Okay, I got in. Check my phone, check my social security, check my bank account, check everything to get into Google. Nine, seven, one, five. Come on, take me there, take me there. Yeah, okay. Not now. Okay, so the chat feature, okay. This one's also kind of tripping out. Um, but at least we have good sound. Let me open up the chat box. Yeah, perfect. Four by four, four by four patty. Let's get a four by four patty after the show. All right, so 951-977-1159. Thank you guys so much for helping me. Let me know that it was sounding kind of wacky. Um, and now hopefully it sounds way better. Let me just check my YouTube channel here. And I'm live live all oh, people are listening probably to the um, republican debates maybe 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 does it matter here we go perfect all right sorry about that guys i don't have any control over that as you know but here we are we're way back so recap um oh yeah the scary stories Okay, let's see. We'll do some scary stories. Um, da, 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 da. They're all kind of like, you know, like your run-of-the-mill, uh, what do they call like, um, those stories that are like, just indebted into, um, indebted in, uh, like urban myth, urban legends, I should say. Let's talk about this, the death march. My dad used to work as a correction officer at a rural prison. He drove the perimeter of the property for his entire shift. We would check empty buildings and runaway inmates. It was generally a boring job. One night, my dad was parked on a hill reading a magazine when he started to feel a thumping in his body. He described it as a feeling you get when speakers are playing a loud song with a heavy, excuse me, with a heavy bass. 
He quickly put the magazine down and checked the rear view mirror where he saw somebody outside his truck. He grabbed his pistol, jumped out of the truck with his weapon drawn. Outside the truck, he realized that it was a procession of Native Americans walking through the truck and directly through his seat, only to disappear at the exact spot that he was sitting. He said uh, it was clear that they were ghosts because many of them appeared injured. This went on for a few seconds and then the whole procession disappeared. He called on the other perimeter guys on his walkie-talkie and tried to explain what had happened. The other uh, guy almost immediately stopped communicating. Turns out the other guy had seen this happen before but didn't believe in ghosts, so he never talked about it. Cool story. Yeah, there are places uh, of suffering. American Indians have suffered quite a lot. And, um, and I, I believe that uh, things that have to do with trauma, as I said before, traumatic events, I think they, get, they, burn, uh, they, burn, they burn into a timeline, they burn into time. And so sometimes they tend to replay themselves, sort of an, uh, the, akin to an old um, VS, VHS tape where you would record a soccer game and all of a sudden in the background you can hear Maybe you can see maybe a previous game that you had recorded a year before. Translucency, if you will, within realms. I think that's what happens when there's, you know, injuries, when there's trauma. Those things kind of, they, 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 uh, they get recorded by time. And I think that they get to, they get replayed. Uh, and hence we perceive them as ghosts. I had a caller the other day that was reporting when, when, when he saw something at his bed. He saw uh, a lady. He was sleeping and then he saw a lady uh, go up to his bed and the lady looked very shocked and upset. And I sort of realized that and I told him, hey, what if you were a ghost for that lady? You know, if th that lady probably lived in that house 30 years before you did and you appeared to her as a ghost. As she, she was seeing sort of the future and then you're seeing her as the back. So you were each other's ghost. That would have been something interesting, right? If you ever got to meet him, you'd be like, hey, listen, you're the person that I saw as a ghost. And then the other guy would be like, well, you're the person that I saw as a ghost. That would be kind of, that would be kind of cool. You know, there has to be an explanation, especially with, uh, with physics being able to to prove that there's multiple dimensions, dimensions we cannot see, you also have the the Bible uh, having depictions of, of of dimensions that we cannot see at all. So there's stuff going on all around us. We just have sort of a limited vision. If you look at a if you look at the light spectrum, uh, you know we can see probably like one tenth of everything that you can possibly uh, perceive. You know, go uh, cats can see a little bit more than we can, and so cats probably see things in the within what we call the spirit realm. Perhaps that's what sometimes it just kind of stare in the distance and jump out of nowhere. Uh, we're unable to interact with that, obviously, because our vision's limited. But it's an interesting um, take. It's an interesting uh, scientifical take on ghosts, right? But we always seem to default to the normal, the you know, demons or angels. But sometimes we, um, sometimes all that it could be is just a, 
something that's not bad, right? <clears throat> Should we go for another? Let's go for another, another horror story. Now, you guys have bought houses before. Uh, have you ever asked for a report? In California, they're legally supposed to give you a report on, on, on if, anything, if any kind of crime or anything has occurred uh, in your home up to the, the, the only, as, as of the current owner, I think. They, they, they don't tell you the whole history of the house, but if something has happened and they need to disclose it if you ask for it. Now, let's say you fell in the house of your dreams. Your wife loves it. Your kid loves it. You're about to close that escrow and they tell you, hey, by the way, there was a murder in this house. Would you still go and pursue the buy? House is marvelous. Price is good. Kids love it. Would you be able to sleep at night comfortably knowing that something bad had happened in that home? I don't know. I think I might skip that. Not to be afraid, but sometimes you just want to feel peaceful in your house, right? And knowing that something bad has happened can probably distract you from that. Maybe it's just me, but that's how I feel. Um, yeah, so uh, give me thumbs up if you like the show. I don't know how all these algorithms work yet, but the thumbs up will really probably help me. I just give some, th some thumbs up myself. If you want to call me, it's 951-977-1159. And I would expect this hour, I want to uh, speak to two diff I want to speak to two other people. I want to break the record. Uh, so far, it's been one caller per show. And I think that you guys have it in you to call me and to discuss um, cool things that are pertinent to our channel. Let's hear, let's see here for, let's look for a, a scary, so we'll look for a scary house in Los Angeles called the Soden House in LA. Um, this Mayan revival home designed by Frank Lloyd Wright Jr., which was the son of the legendary architect Frank Lloyd Wright, towers over Franklin Avenue at the bottom of the Los Feliz foothill. It's close to the, the Hollywood Hills, if you will. While its unique architectural character, it's certainly noteworthy. Arguably the most interesting thing about the home isn't necessarily the block-style facade, which is inspired by the menacing yet beguiling open of a cave or Asian tomb. I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put a link so you guys can take a look at the house while we talk about it. No, oh, they can't put a link to the photo there. Let me see if I can put it in there. There we go. Oops. Let me see if it works. Yeah, there's a house. Okay, so if you click on the link, they'll take you to the house. Beautiful. Looks uh, unusual. Looks nice. Um, after it was built in 1926 for photographer John Soden and his young family, the house enjoyed years of hosting bohemian parties for Hollywood's in-crowd. But when Dr. George Hoddle moved into the house in 1945, its fate is the potential crime scene of America's most notorious cold case, the Black Dahlia, was sealed. 
Through the murder of Elizabeth Short, also known as the Black Dahlia, remains unsolved, unresolved to this day. By 1950, Dr. George Hoddle became one of the prime suspects in her tragic case. And many true crime buffs are convinced that he's the one that carried out the crime right inside this ironic, excuse me, iconic Los Feliz mansion. The home also went through a few stages of abandonment in the late 20th century before making it even more mysterious and spooky to passersby. According to Steve Hoddle, the former occupant, retired LAPD investigator and son of Dr. Hoddle, several onlookers have noted its haunting trappings. According to Steve, in the 1970s, the Hoddle housekeeper returned to the Soden house and informed them, the current owner, that this house is evil. And on another occasion, Edmund Teske pointed out to the house, saying that it's an evil place. Artists, philosophers, accountants, and politicians all played and paid there. Murders happened there, and it's an evil place. During the same era, Dr. Hoddle's daughter Tamar went inside the home and claimed to have seen the spirit of a young woman in the basement. Years later, in 2016, Ghost Adventures host Zach Beggins investigated the Soden house with Tamar's daughter Fauna, who claimed to see the exact same spirit her mother did. The Black Dahlia, Soden house, Los Angeles, California. I posted a picture if you want to see what it looked like. Um, let's see what else. Uh, let's see this one. This is called the Lemp Mansion in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm going to post it here so you guys can look at this house. The Lemp Mansion in St. Louis, Missouri. Starting strong with a very scary house, the Lamp Mansion in St. Louis, which is known to be one of the most haunted places in America due to its tragic history and links to a wealthy beer baron, Adam Johann Lamp, a German immigrant, was the first person to produce and sell lager-style beer in the U.S. He, stole the he stored the barrels in an underground cave system beneath the city to keep them cool pre-modern refrigeration. It was very successful, but his son, William Lemp, is, one, is the one who really brought it to the next level. In the 1860s, William Lemp wanted to live closer to the industrial plant and started a family with his wife, Julia. So they built a foreboding home in the historic Benton Park neighborhood, right over the cave system. Everything seemed to take a turn for the worst in the new millennium, and William Lemp died by suicide in 1904 after his favorite of five sons, Frederick, died tragically due to complication of tuberculosis. A few years later, his wife also died of cancer in the house. In 1920, the youngest daughter, Elsa Lamp, mysteriously died in her home. Then, in 1922, after running the company for years and seeing it flounder during the Prohibition era, William Lemp Jr. shot himself in the same room that William Sr. died in. One of the William Jr.'s brothers, Charles Lemp, lived in the home from 1930 until 1949 when he shot his own dog in the basement of the home before dying by suicide in his room. 
That same year, the youngest surviving lame child, Edwin, sold the house and transformed it into a boarding house where reports of hauntings began. According to the Destination America, witnesses have experienced burning sensation, slamming doors, disembodied moanings and crying, amongst other things. Today, the Lamp Mansion is a restaurant and inn that also holds events including weddings, murder mystery dinners, and even ghost hunting experiences. Boy, you would have to be a top gunner to get married there. Hey, my friend George, he's here. How are you? Good to see you, friend. Yeah, man, imagine, uh, hey, honey, what do you want to get married? How about we get married down at the Lamp Mansion? Lamp Mansion? What is the Lamp? Lamp Mansion, you know that place where everybody died and killed themselves? Uh, yeah, sure, we can have a wedding there, honey. No, no, thank you. It's a beautiful home, but uh, yeah, no, I don't know if I want to get married there, to be honest. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, shall we proceed with scary houses? Or should you guys start calling? Hold you accountable. All these listeners that are on right now and don't want to call. What's going on, buddies? What's going on, my friends? All right, let's go with the Jean Harlow house in Los Angeles, California. Jean Harlow, she was one of those beautiful um, movie stars, right? I'll put a picture to her house here so you guys can take a look. And let's read a little bit about this Jean Harlow house in LA. Los Angeles is one of the best destinations for haunted house hunting. And this Bavarian-style home in Beverly Hills has a particular gruesome story. In 1932, it was a home to the iconic actor, actress Jean Harlow and her abusive husband, Paul Byrne, who shot himself in the head while standing in front of the mirror. Their butler discovered him and called MGM instead of the police, so there were tons of rumors that it wasn't actually a suicide. Many uh, suspected Byrne ex-girlfriend, uh, suspicion exa exacerbated by her jumping off a boat to her death a couple of days later. So this lady was a suspect, his ex-girlfriend, and she happened to jump off a boat and kill herself. She was the main suspect in the killing. Maybe it wasn't suicide, it could have been homicide. Gene Harlow moved out after his death, but died only a few years later at the age of 26. My goodness. She died very young. But wait, it gets creepy. In 1963, celebrity hairstylist Jay Sebring brought the, bought the home and lived there with his girlfriend Sharon Tate until she left him for Roman Polanski. They were still friends and remained so until both of them were murdered by the Charles Manson cult. Tate was the same age as Harlow when she passed. But back to when the couple lived in the Harlow house, Tate told several friends of creepy occurrences in the home and even mentioned it in interviews. For example, once, when she was sleeping in the master bedroom alone, she saw a creepy little man. Her friends say she believed it was Paul Byrne's ghost. 
She was so freaked out when she saw the alleged ghost that she ran out of the room and then saw a hanging shadowy corpse with its throat slit in the hallway. There were also stories about two other people dying in the swimming pool over the days, over the years. Yeah, that's creepy stuff, creepy stuff. So where are we guys? It's uh, almost 717. Uh, Tim, do you want to call in and tell us? Tim, where is Tim? Let's, let's go find Tim. Yeah, Tim, if you want to call us, call us. This is what the show is for, 977 97 excuse me, 951-977-1151. Um, I don't mind, you know, it doesn't, have to, it doesn't have to be really everything paranormal. It can be news related, it can be weird and strange, you know, things that are strange could fall into paranormal realm, they cannot, I don't care, whatever it is, uh, you're welcome. Yes, uh, George, I have heard about the 27 Club. I'm a big fan of uh, music from the 1960s and 70s, so I know that Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, Pamela, Cur excuse me, yeah, Pamela Curson, Jim Morrison's girlfriend, um, Janis Joplin, uh, Amy Winehouse, uh, and the cat from uh, the Rolling Stones happened. All of them died at the age of 27. Very strange indeed. Let me see who else will go into that club. Brian Jones, he played for the Stones. Robert Johnson, who's believed to have sold his soul to the devil in order to play the blues. Um, Chris Bell, another musician. Alan Wilson, Peter Ham, Dee Boone, all musicians that actually died at the age of 27. Identified members, mostly poets, uh, musicians and poets. Um, let's see, who was the latest one that passed away? So there's a Nigerian rapper named Mo Bad. He passed away in 2023, September 12th, uh, at the age of 27. We have a gentleman named Julian Figueroa. He also died at age 27. A rapper named Young Trappa. Oh, wow. Um, Brian, Benjamin Keo, who was Elvis' grandson, also died at the age of 27. Tyler Skaggs, baseball player, died at the age of 27. That's not a musician, that's a baseball player. Um... Anton Yelchin, who was Chekhov in the Star Trek reboot series, was 27 when he passed away. Let's see. Jonathan Brandis, another actor, passed away when he was 27. Uh, yes, a lot of people. Kristen Pfaff, who was the bass player for the band Hole. Uh, passed away at the age of 27. 
Jean-Michel Basquiat, the awesome artist, passed away at 27 too. I did not know that. Um, Peter Ham, who was the guitarist and the leader of Badfinger, 27. Ron Pickpan McKernan, uh, he was the keyboardist and singer of Grateful Dead, passed away at the age of 10, 27. Yeah, a lot of people died. Sad, man. What these people could have attributed, I mean, they could have, you know, what they could have done had they lived. I know I would have loved to see, uh, I would have loved to have seen more music from Jimi Hendrix. Can you imagine Jimi Hendrix in the 70s with all the funk and uh, Jim Morrison as well, or Janice? Those would have been really cool. Very strange, man. These people just kind of knocked out and died. But, you know, what if you do a search on people that have died in 28? Will we find that? Twitter, just call it a 28 club. List of people who've died at 28. At 20, 28. I mean, people died all the time, but... Yeah, you get a few people that died at 28. What are you gonna do? I think you have free time here and then... You're, we're born with our expiration date. If you believe in God, you already have a... Your time's already been written, so expiration date can escape it, right? So live life to the fullest. You can't add a single minute to your life. So might as well live it. Yeah, George, I'm with you. It's a lot of people. Probably about 100 people that have died at 27, and I'm sure there's probably more. Let's see what's going on here. So cool story about the houses, too. That's pretty strange. So you guys haven't replied to my question. My question was, if you found uh, your dream home at a good price, your wife loves it, your kids love it, but you found out right before you're about to close escrow that a murder took place in that home, would you still buy it? Would you still make that purchase? Or would you skip it and go buy something else? Answer that in the comments. I wanna, I wanna get a take on how gutsy my listeners are.
so that's fine. I posted the show on some of um, some communities. Okay, I posted it on some communities online. They kind of like the same sort of deal. But I have not replied or received anything yet. Uh, because, um, and I don't, I don't, and I do not, um, I do not mind, but some of them, um, excuse me, I'm sorry. Some, some, um, people, uh, the admins, uh, they like to make sure that you're legit, right? And I agree with that because you don't want people just posting junk on your group. But I think once they see the benefit and, and, um, how this kind of, fits their uh their desire to to see the the strange i think that we'll be getting some cool uh listeners coming from other sources rather than just the channel itself you know what do you guys think And also, you guys, uh, you have some friends that like the paranormal. Call them up. Be like, hey, man, there's a new show. Go ahead and support. Join. Uh, give me a thumbs up. So I guess it boosts. Uh, it has a way of boosting the rating. I would appreciate everything. I know. I know. I know. This channel's grow is gonna grow because there is a, a need out there. But for the meantime, when you're starting to grow, um, you know, you want to get things going correctly. And you want to get things going fast. I know you have to be patient, and I'm trying, but um, I like to talk to people, and I like to, you know, I like to get different perspectives, and I like to get stories, because in essence, that's what everybody's here for, the stories, the curiosities, the strange things, um, the scary things that, you know, will make you check under your bed at night. And just simply put you to sleep. Art's bell was very soothing to go to sleep. And I know you all can attest to that. That's why we all love him. And we all listen to his shows. And yeah, we're all here. Because Art was able to, to get us here. And that's commendable for Mr. Art Bell. Um... Yeah, you know, you wish they would have told us when younger to live life to its fullest. Um, you know, George, there's a, there, there's some crazy thing. I think when you're young and you get the message of live life to the fullest, I think since the brain's not fully developed and a lot of people think they're invincible, I'm sure they probably take a little bit more of unnecessary risks. I know when you're little, you just think that you can go out there, jump off airplanes, go bungee cord jumping, stick your head out of a door of a window of a moving car. Uh, so maybe it's better when you get the message when you're in your late 20s, early 30s, you're a little bit more mature and you start to consider the cost of your actions. <clears throat> but yeah, they, they should teach us some somehow like that. Repeat the question, Doc. I missed it. Okay, so the question is this. Um, if you found your dream home at a great price, great neighborhood, your wife and your kids are in love with the home. Question one would be, you would obviously want to buy it until the seller discloses that there was a grotesque murder that occurred at the house. 
knowing that, one, would you purchase the home? And two, would you tell your family about what happened? I, for one, would purchase the home, but I would not tell my family what happened. And just as JD445 said, I would pray over that house. And hence, whatever evil spirit it had, I know it would be gone. So then I would be stuck with a beautiful home in a beautiful neighborhood. And the family would never know a thing about it. So that's what I would do. Now, there's some people that say, absolutely not. I'm not buying that house. Um, and that's fine. I think the grand majority would probably believe that. And I don't blame them to each his own, but I, I would I would buy it. Why not? Right? Why not? Let's see. Looking for something else to share. Let's look at strange news. <clears throat> so in San Diego on November 5th, <clears throat> there was uh, some strange lights were spotted in the San Diego sky. Now this is the same part um, now, mind you, it's probably 100 nautical miles uh, inside the Pacific, but this is where they had the, the whole Tic Tac, uh, the original Tic Tacs uh, that, that made it, uh, you know, kind of open the doors for for the movement of disclosure. These are the Tic Tacs that were observed by a few airplane pilots. And uh, I think it was the New York Times that reported that <clears throat> a few years ago, and that kind of opened up the acceptance of UFO. Let's see this. <clears throat> Give me a second, guys. I have a call. Personal call. Here I am back. <clears throat> Had a call with my boy, my son. Um, yeah, so, you know, call, uh, call me, guys. Let's get, uh, get you on the air. Tell me some stories. What about here?
Sometimes I go mute, but I'm not uh, disregarding you. I am merely trying to bump up our our listening squad numbers. All right, getting another call. What a blessing. To accept, press one to send a voicemail. Strange day's life. Who am I speaking with? You're speaking with Tim. How you doing? Hey Tim, what's have we spoken before? Yeah, I was on on the Halloween show. Oh, right on, Tim. What's going on, brother? Oh man, you know, um, just reporting here from Ohio. Uh, how about you? How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. Getting more comfortable with the show. Um, just no complaints. No complaints whatsoever. How was your your uh, husband? Your week? The Halloween? Everything went okay? Halloween was actually the, you know, we spoke on Halloween, and I can actually say it was probably the best Halloween I've had since I can remember. Um, Being that I had my little nephew, and it was his first time being able to, like, take it all in for, like, and understand what's going on. Nice. How how old is your your nephew? How old is your nephew? He is... He was two in May, so I would say about two and a half. Oh, he's a little guy. He's a little guy. So, yeah, but he's really smart. Really smart. He's He's got an old soul for a little dude. I always questioned when he was younger. There's video of me holding him when he's about 10 hours um, old. Uh-huh. Uh, because he was, we, we had him at home during the COVID. Okay. So we didn't, we didn't have him at the hospital, but yeah, uh, I always looked at him and saw like, like man, I wonder what what he's thinking about right now. Like, what past lives has he seen, and what is he thinking about now as like a ten hour human, you know, ten hour old human? What what was still going through his head? Because I always I have this little theory. I mean, I, you know, it's just something I, I kind of you know believe in the reincarnation theory. Okay, you know. Um, but it's weird because I'm a Christian, so I feel like I just take a lot of different... I'm not like... I don't know. I just kind of more of common sense lately than I would say uh, calling myself like a specific religion or something like that. Okay, that's fair you enough. Know? No, it's something... You left out something very, very important. What's that? What did the little guy dress up as? He dressed up as a um, a heaven's angel. Oh, that's he, cool. <laughs> instead, yeah, inst- instead of, you know, the hell's angel, he was the heaven's angel. And he wore like a, uh, he had a vest and a cool cowboy boots and um, a hoodie that said heaven's angel on it. That is And awesome, that was black. So he looked like a little like motorcycle guy, kind of. That's cute, man. That's very cool. Did he get a lot of candy? Well, my sister, she's not really about um, letting him have candy. So we bought candy and and handed it out to the kids. And he handed them out one by one to the children, you know, and said, Happy Halloween. And he had a blast doing it. So he got to see all the kids, you know, costumes as they came up. So it wasn't really about as much and he did get a lot of candy too because neighbors were coming by and giving him like 
stuff and all that. But oh, that's awesome. it was more about just teaching them about, you know, just, you know, getting out and seeing everybody and getting a, a vibe. Remember we talked, it snowed and right right in the middle of the... That's right. You said it, uh, it's, it snowed. You said it snowed long time ago and it snowed again this time. Yeah, and remember we put the snow on the fire and, and it took over a minute that's to right. burn. The, 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 the burning yeah. snow. Very, hey, listen. Um, yes, unfortunately, I, I was watching some videos from this Halloween. And you know, when we were kids, you and I would go Halloween trick-or-treating. And you know, our parents, or maybe ourselves, we used to like, you know, thoroughly check the candy to make sure that there was nothing, you know, tampered, right? That there was any tampering about. I mean, that's, that's at least that's how, when I grew up, we used to check our candy. Right. And so absolutely. I, yeah, absolutely right. I, I think for for a while people started, um, you know, disregarding that that advice. But I saw some videos from this Halloween, and this is a genius way to check. This guy had a huge. Uh, you seen those magnets they throw in the rivers when they find like bicycles or they find all kinds of like they go like kind of like river fishing. But they, yeah. yeah. So this guy had one of those magnets, man, and he was putting it on candy. And the can there's a, one candy that stuck to it. Open it up. Lo and behold, there was a needle inside of it. Jeez. Uh, and where was this at? Do you know? Pardon? Was this in California? Uh, I don't know the state, man. But um, you know, it it was disturbing. It seems like. I mean, isn't that like like I literally because you know people like they were always they were doing and they did it this year like they had this huge alert like. Check the candy. There could be fentanyl in the candy. People are putting fentanyl in the candy. Yeah. And I always kind of thought, like, man, is that like a just some sort of scare tactic to make the kids not want to go out and trick or treat? Like, what type of human being would tamper with the child's candy like that? You know, it's very hard to fathom that somebody would do that. And the thing is, is there's monsters out there that would do that. Yeah, but not only. And it's just so hard to fathom. Not only that, but I uh, I think I personally think that if there's a guy that's strung out on on fentanyl, uh, that stuff costs a lot of money. I don't think he's just gonna be willingly, uh, you know, putting it out so he gets. That's less... exactly what I said. You know what I mean? I said nobody's just gonna give it out. Like, why would they just give it out? Like, nobody's just gonna give it to somebody like yeah. that unless it was on an accident. You know, right. unless it was an accident. Right. Because but no one's just going to be like, oh, I'm going to hand out fentanyl for Halloween. You know, well, no one's going to do that. Like, it just sounds... No, it just sounds kind of like weird. You, lose money, you, you, know? you can never, uh, you can never be too cautious. But yeah, I don't know if somebody's going to be uh, putting uh, their hard-earned uh, scored. I just say hard-scored uh, fentanyl uh, for kids because that, that <laughs> you're, you're. I mean, if you if you if you if you're doing that, you're, you're, you're basically you're out there to kill somebody. You know. Yeah. Yeah, so if you do do it, you're literally intending to hurt someone, like no. the person that did the needle thing. Yeah, you you're, know? you're you're intending for somebody to die, especially a, a little kid, you know. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's awful. Yeah. That's, uh, I don't know if I don't know if there's anything worse than that. I mean, like, there's a lot of bad things that I think that could be like one of the worst, you know, things that you could probably do as a human being. One of them, like that, up there. Yes, you that know? that's one, and I I think human trafficking would be very close to yeah, very yeah, close no, to number two. Yeah, yeah. Any, anything with kids that you know, 
or any human at that matter, but kids especially. So, so I don't know if you want to talk about this because I don't know where you're going with today, but I know for me where, where I'm at is yesterday was a big day in Ohio and you've gone through this in California. Maybe you could give me some sort of uh, better... Uh, outlook or outtake on this, but like indirectly, in, in Ohio um, is a uh, is a definitely a Republican state. Although I'm not a Republican, I stand more with the Republican values or the conservative values rather than um, what's you know like the liberal state, kind of like where you live or sure. New York, etc. Sure. sure. Um, I mean that's. Maybe because that's what I grew up in, but I, all, all my life I wanted to go to California. I wanted to go to Oregon. Those were two things, two places that were on the map for me. Seattle, kind of, but Oregon more. And as the years went, the less uh, appealing it became. And then, as you know, then it got to the point where I did would never even want to really go there, you know. Yeah. And well, that being said. Um, and then, and I think, and it was, it's really beautiful part of the country. Um, I, I think it, I don't know if the news doesn't do it justice, but I just feel like all the places that I would want to go see, like the hate Ashbury and stuff like that, isn't the same as no, it's what you would same. probably want to go see, you know? No, it's a letdown. So, so all that being said, yesterday was a huge election day in Ohio. We yeah. had uh, we had uh, issue one and issue two. Issue one was they called it the abortion issue, and this stuff we'll get into. Cause I, but in the issue two was the legalization of marijuana. Right. Um, right. So, so you know, I don't know which one you want to talk about, or we could talk about both. But well, you know, let's go with. Um... We can so establish a constitution. Issue one was to establish a constitutional right for abortion. In the past, it was fifty six point six percent to forty three. So, you know, it was uh, six. Let me see, four, almost six million more votes. Uh, the yeses were two point one million, and the noes were one point six. And you can always tell where the yes votes come from, and this is from the big cities. You know, so Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Columbus. Uh, you nailed it. Yes. You know yes. that's yeah. That's where you have a lot of people that you know. I would. I, I'm higher education well, brainwashed by the educational system, and hence you get all these craziness, right? I mean, pretty much you nailed it. I mean, those are all the um, brainwashed Democrat-run um, cities here in Ohio. Literally, yes. like I'm in Columbus. I'm from Cleveland. And there's Akron, there's Cincinnati, and there's like Youngstown. If you look at the map, that's like the corner, which is like Cleveland, Youngstown, um, that little area. It all got so. What what they did was back in August, they changed. We had a special election to make it the majority to change it so that the like they you only have to win with like forty percent of the vote instead of. Uh, 51%. And okay. it was a it was a campaign run and it funded and I hate using this cuz a lot of people use this name right and they use it 
as like, and he's like the Doctor Evil of of the oh, globalist. Yeah. But this is an actual real thing. Is George Soros? He oh. backed sixty million dollars into Planned Parenthood, and so they didn't even. So I'm in a suburb, right? They didn't even run us. They didn't even try to even. They didn't care if what our because at the end of the day when they changed it, our votes. If you look, you see how the majority of it's red. <laughs> and there's just small little chunks of it. A year ago, it doesn't. It wouldn't have ran like that. It would. It kind of was ran like, like the, um, like the electoral college almost. You know, all the yeah. counties had a certain amount of. But they changed that here in the past August, and it was a rig. I, I can't say rigged election because. The people turned up, but they they did a lot of false advertising. It was totally paid, you know. They did it so that they could pass what was to today what they passed yesterday, which Definitely. was the so called abortion bill. And but see what they don't put in the abortion, and I, you know, I have everybody has their right on abortion. Okay, and I'm not even gonna get into. You know, I'm, I will say a few things. I'll say I'm pro-life, but I, you know, I understand there's certain circumstances. Here in Ohio, we had something called the heartbeat bill, which you had, I think it was six to eight weeks to uh, to go see the doctor before the first heartbeat, and you can get one. So when they say that it was a state that doesn't allow it, that's not true. Sure, I'm sure. Okay, that I'm was sure. a lie. That was an absolute lie. Well, the there thing was is many that more to go with that. They want to play on two things. One, they want to appeal to your personal freedom. So they appeal to the fact that, hey, don't let the government take away your freedom. And then they appeal to your emotions. So that's a way to get yeah. somebody to change. They said, hey, protect your freedoms. You're going to get them taken away. Or they say, hey, absolutely. Hey, you are a woman. You should be in charge of your body, and that's an emotional appeal. Okay, so they they appeal to those of the, both of those things, and then you get the turnout that you want to have. Now, I was looking at something very interesting, which is the presidential voting history of the state of Ohio, dating back from '76. Okay, so from '76 until 2020, uh, you've had uh, four or five. You have you've had seven Republican. Um, uh, you voted. The state has voted for a Republican Party seven times, and uh, has voted for a Democrat five times. Now the pattern I see here is that you you may have three, about three back to back Republicans, and you have like two Democrats. Then you have two Republicans in the elections, two Democrats, which was eight, 2008, 2012. The state voted for Democrats, and for. 16 and 20, they voted Republican. So what does that tell me? Most likely, the, the, the 2024, yeah. the state of Ohio in 2024 is going to go Democratic. Okay? And along with that... I, I feel that. Yeah, and along with that comes all the mentality that we're talking about. Uh, this woke culture, this uh, feeding on emotions. And so it kind of goes along with that. And um, I'm not surprised... Uh, about the the vote uh, on, on on abortion, to be honest, because it's not a state that's been predominantly Republican, you know. So it is. Oh yeah, they they switch a lot. They go back and forth. To to me, it yeah, seems 
It seems to me that Ohio is mostly a candidate state, not really a Democratic or Republican state. They just kind of go for the candidate they like. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it just, it, 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 like you said, it, I think it kind of depends on, like, I think when it shows the 08 part of it, that was because Obama was president. Exactly. I think exactly. That was just, a, you know, like... Uh, I know the past couple of years, and I actually would say that I think uh, we had our election this past year for the for the governor. I don't like the guy, and he's a Republican. I couldn't even vote for the guy. Yeah. I I personally knew him, and I just don't like him. But yeah. you know, that's nor here or there. You know, I, but the, there was pig fat that was in that bill. That's very very alarming, though. Is that it's not just the abortion thing. It's not abortion mm-hmm. that really has me. And this is something you'll be able to understand. Um, maybe you could put it in your own words, but like, what it does is it doesn't say like, like, oh well, they, it says persons or they. And when they say that, they're saying basically like, they're they put it in the wording that kids. So now kids at any age can go to Planned Parenthood, start taking hormone blockers start get an abortion yeah. get the pill and yeah. any of these things without parents permission yeah that's how that's that how, just happened that's how it's been in california my friend that's why i said you might be able to uh understand some of the things i'm going through right now because they're doing that here in ohio yeah. and it now happened it just passed so it's like you know it turns into a lot more than just abortion it's like a lot of different things i mean it gets all the way down to like cloning and stuff like that well that's where so, it starts and i'm sure you, you yeah. know you 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 know about what i'm saying then no, definitely. You know, and that that's where it starts. You know, like the kettle and the the kettle or the frog and the kettle. Things start very slowly. Before you know it, you're knee deep, and then all the con- all the all the states will be emulating California, and uh, the homelessness will go up, and then it's just crazy. I mean, if I wanted to live in California. I'll move to California. Yeah, I you wouldn't know. recommend um, people. People are and, living. And, and you know. I will say this too, and a lot of, you know, I'm not going to like, but what they've done is they've brought a lot of people, I'm going to say illegals into this country, and they brought them a lot to Cleveland, to Columbus, and to these cities. So a lot of these votes probably most likely weren't even legal, you know, votes, legal people. I've seen it with my own eyes. Yeah, you can go that route. And they're... You can go that route because... I'm not trying to like I'm not being racist or nothing. I'm just saying this that's just what it is. And so they're you know they're they're stacking the city that like Ohio's never really had like you said the homelessness and the illegals and all these things that we're seeing here now. Like it's it's coming here and it's Ohio's like again it's a, it's a, it's a hard working blue collar state that's not used to stuff like that. So and then so, you know, you understand where I'm at, my friend, with the, with the number one, you know. Um, so then they slide in, and I believe, this is what I believe. I believe to get number one to pass, they slid in number two, which is legalized marijuana, right? Sure, sure. <clears throat> and I'll say this. I'll say this. I have my medical card, and I'm a patient, but I, I, I don't believe in it as a drug. I see it as a medicine. Yes. 
Um, so, I am pro-cannabis, but I voted no for legalization. So, um, oh, so okay. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I have a problem with cannabis just from the aspect of uh, of, of young people using it because I've seen a lot of. Uh, I work in the health field, medical field, and I see a, a lot of onset of schizophrenia and younger kids that use marijuana uh, because it. What happens with marijuana use? People can have genetic predispositions to certain mental illnesses, and all they need is that one trip, and they that knocks them over into the other side. So, sir, you, you, me, and you are so on the same page. Look, I again, I brought my nephew up at the beginning, and my thought of him, it's not about me. I'm a grown, I'm a grown man. Um, I've made it my whole life. I don't need the government to tell me that what I can and can't do, anyways. Sure. Um, yeah, and I don't. I, I, it, it's there medically. It's very um, right at your hands. Any person that has. Pretty much, if you need if you need it, you can get it, okay, and you can do it legally. It's non-criminalized, this is, but now it's legal, but it was decriminalized. You could have up to 224 grams, and it was just a ticket, a misdemeanor ticket. What more do you really want? Yeah, okay, right, like, right. What, like anything more than that, you're 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 breaking the law in my mind anyway. Why do you need it to have more than that? So yeah, in my mind, that's not really... You know, I was cool with that. I was cool with the way things were going. Now, you know, I, I went to the, you know, I was very, I was very, you know, a lot of people were saying, you know, and this is where I, I, I wish you were live last night. I was hoping I was, I was fired up last night. I mean, uh-huh. fired up because people, I went on Facebook, which I don't do. And I don't suggest anybody that listen, don't, don't, don't go on to Facebook. No, when you're just going to get a lot of people. And you want to check out some news. Oh yeah, they were like, we won, we won, we won. And I'm going, what did we win? Exactly. What did we really win? We, we didn't win anything. We, we, we lost. As a country, we lost. As a state, we lost. But what did we win? And why are you bragging? Like, it's, it's, it was scary. It was, you know, and what scared me, you read off the numbers. It was not even close. It wasn't close. And in, in both of the votes, uh, issue one and two was pretty much the same. And, and and that's where my my opinion is. I feel like they got they threw issue two in there to get people to actually come to the polls to be able to slide issue one through. Yeah, no, and, and, and not, issue, not only that, but these issues have a lot of stuff hidden. When you read the full issue, they present to yes. you like, they present to you the first two paragraphs, but you know there's a lot of stuff that's buried in there that people have no idea. Yes, and I and I know you know I know people that are in the in the business, and it's not set up for the for the the average person. It's set up for maybe ten twenty entities to be able to expand what they have going now four five six times and make more money. And the tax is going to go from seven percent to seventeen percent. Okay, yeah. So. And and they already made they made one and a half billion dollars last year, and off of taxes just alone for the medical industry. Now you know, and they're talking about they care, but yet through the other states like California, Oregon, 
uh, Washington, Colorado, New York City, every one of those states I don't want to be associated with. But all those states have a few things in common. And one is their, the rate of children getting into car accidents due to the legalization of marijuana and being able to get a hold of, you know, way stronger stuff and stuff, you know, that gum, maybe gummies and stuff like that that they shouldn't well, have their hands it's, on. It's definitely uh, a gateway. It's a, what, what, what we like to call a yeah. gay, it's a gateway drug, you know? Yeah, and, that's, they, and they say, well, we're going to take the profits. Oh, well, we can get so much money from it that we can, we can, um, you know, we could we could just make America so or make a Ohio so much better. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure you heard that in California, didn't you? No, uh, made, yes, you California better because you, of it. Listen, the only thing they're making better it's Ukraine and Israel right now. Okay, thank you. See, <laughs> that's. <laughs> I mean, look, look. I'm right next to Michigan, and people want to keep comparing Michigan. Michigan's the most run-down, nasty city in probably America. Yeah. They still don't have drinking water in Flint, Michigan. The poor people haven't had drinking water since Obama was president. No, that's they've insane. Had, they've had... Uh, what's that? It's insane. We don't care. Some people, you know, yeah. it seems to me that some people care more. They don't care about our, our you know, all our taxes go abroad for wars that, that you know, that we don't need. Right. Yeah. And then, right. And no, absolutely. And like, 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 like. Does Israel really need this? That what was it? One point or sixteen and a half billion that we gave them? Did they yeah. really, really need that when they could probably send, you know, half their army over and take over whatever in one day if they truly wanted to? Not that you know, I'm, I'm for that. I'm just saying it's a huge scam. They're taking all of our yeah, money, and this is a big... It's unfortunate. Um, the government does a lot of good things for us, but some parts of the government are not uh, the best, and they tend to, you know, instead of improve our lives as Americans, they try to send money abroad. Um, and it's always yeah, and they, it, it's I, always been the same. Um, you know, I wouldn't move to any country in the world. I'm happy to be an American, but there's a lot of things that I don't agree with, and I'm sure you're the same. Yeah, and I think it going back to what you said before, because they like to play with our emotions. So they're they're using our emotions against us with, when it comes to all these issues. You yeah. know, they're using them really, especially the Ukraine and the the, the Israel, because you want it. You, nobody wants war. You know, nobody wants none of that stuff. So they're like, you know, they use. They're it's really it's really nuts. I know. So I'm I'm I felt like so when it was all said and done yesterday i knew when i when i before going in and before going out of the poll i knew that it was not looking good just from the way the people that were showing up didn't look like it looked you could just tell from the vibe of it all no of course and this guy had this this um apocalyptic red yellow pink cloud that was only around the sun and only around us and then it was blue completely around it almost looked like a uh the spaceship from independence day and it just was so eerie um so it was just the vibes were even you know off big time 
Yeah. So I would say it was just an awkward. They called it one other thing. And is this normal? I've never seen this before. And put it in the comments if it's normal or something. But is it normal to call it an election? Like, it within the first hour, they counted 17% of the votes. We're like, oh, yeah, they already won. It's over. And I understand. They probably got the votes they needed. Look, but after, it was that quick. I've never after, seen anything being called in one hour. After the 2020 elections, when uh, when Trump was... Uh, uh, you know, after the 2016 elections, was it 2000? When, when Trump was first elected, um, I, I came to the realization that you cannot never call an election because I, I remember Hillary was very strong and then Trump kept creeping, kept creeping up and he ended up winning it. So I, I don't know if you can, you know, if you can really uh, uh, call an election. You really can't. It's a, it's a selection. Yeah. It's a selection and it, they've proven that. They, yeah. Like, I, I agree, and that's well. I, but I feel like locally is a little more. Um, you would think it's a little more legit, but it's not. It locally, it is still bought and paid for by the same globalists that are, you know. And it's it's um, it's. I it, I didn't feel that way, but this year I felt the corruptness. I I I've done a lot of protesting, and I've done a lot of stuff for my community here. I know the city council people and the guys that were, they weren't even giving you options to choose from. Right. And the people they did, all of them have been arrested in the last year or two. And it's like, where are we going? Exactly. You know, where are we going with this? Um, so I, and I, again, I don't like to get super political because I think it's all the same to me at this point. I think when you are a politician, you politic you, yeah. for money, you, you know, you, that's, you don't get rich being a politician. You get rich politicking. I think it goes something like oh, that. Oh, de definitely. I mean, with the salary, these people don't get any. Don't, they don't even break a hundred thousand a year, hundred twenty thousand a year. Once they retire, they got five, six, seven, eight million dollars. So, I, where does that money come from? You know. Yeah. So all that being said, I'm. I just think it's a sad day. Like, no, when when it. I think it's a little different for you guys, but I could be wrong. But when it went recreational, did they just start popping up like, like McDonald's just everywhere? Yeah, they're they're everywhere. They're just kind of you know, it's uh, it's like a little warehouse. It's there everywhere. So, you know, I was um, yeah, they just kind of pop everywhere. It, you know, and like, you know, like okay, I went to the to to the to the dispensary, which is very well. You're safe. It's regulated very well. And I'm not about regulations. I don't. I, I don't need the government to tell me what I can and can't do. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I. I. That is one thing I believe. But look, there's elderly adults. There was an elderly man I helped it with. He was like 83 or 84 years old. Had a walk. I mean, he was. The point is, is could you picture him going into one of those centers now? We're all. You know, I, I I I don't feel safe for that. I just, it's not the same. You know, so they're making it. Just, it's no, you know, it's all the, about the, money and not your uh, safety. Once and, and, I, even though I don't condone the use, and and uh, like I said before, I'm very uh, reserved, and I personally don't use it. Uh, they've done a good job regulating it. You know, so. It takes away it takes away the revenue and it takes away the uh, the the shipments from the from you know from the bad 
people that used to sell the drugs before from the drug dealers gives it into the hand of of, uh, of suppliers that are have to be uh, legally guided they have to be uh, legally inspected so it makes it safer and then when somebody goes in there the, the product that they get uh, it's not something cut with something crazy uh, it's it's more wholesome and the fact that you know what you're getting and it's regulated so in, in, in a way yeah it is it is it's not a bad thing per se I don't condone drugs, but uh, it's not something bad when it becomes regulated, I think. You know, the worst thing that happened in the 20s besides the economy was the fact when they made alcohol illegal. That's when you had all these gangs and mafias uh, get more powerful, right? You cannot just, you can't take stuff away from society that way. The worst thing to do is for you to legalize it and be able to distribute it responsibly and, and have accountability that way you cut all the craziness from mexico you cut all these cartels off and you just distribute it you know? i agree so then when when you do that right and you do that the right way what what happens the, those people the cartel or whoever they go and get the what is the fat the fentanyl or whatever people do now and all of a sudden, that's what they're selling instead of that. Yeah, I agree. And you've got people dying all around you more. But you so cut really. But you cut off. You know, you cut off the re. You, you you if these people have, if you're a restaurant and you have five different things on the menu, and then all of a sudden you find that you can only sell one thing, uh, your revenue is going to get shorter. The money coming in is going to be less. The crime's probably going to be less. Yes, you are going to get, you know, fentanyl uh, death, but you're still getting them today. And if you can go inside and yeah. get, and if you can go inside and get legal drugs that are, are un, uh, unadulterated, are you going to go to the back alley and get fentanyl from some sketchy guy? Or would you rather get something else that perhaps can give you a high, but at least you know what you're getting? Absolutely. And that's why I have my medicinal card. So yeah. I agree. And um, but the regulations, and that's why I was asking you how they are there, because here they're they're top notch. But Michigan, wait, the, the our neighbor state, which is like a two hour drive from here to go where it's legal there, mm-hmm. um, their testing is so lackadaisical that you know it could say whatever, and, and anybody could package it. And if you know the right, it's kind of like you know people that want to go get certain testing done on snow or water or certain things from the sky and you can't find the right testing place because you know you can't really trust them it's kind of like because you can get a certain relationship and with michigan it's you know people eventually get in with the labs and they're very lenient and then they let the mold and the spider mites and stuff slide, maybe. Well, I don't you know, know because or, the, the, I think when it comes, you know, to... and it starts to happen once it gets recreational, like, and that's what I see. And so, I don't know if it's going to be as safe as it was, as it is now. No, I, I think so because then, that... then you can, it, when if things start getting out of hand, I'm, I'm, the federal government's not going to turn a blind eye, you know. Uh, I don't know that, but I sure hope they wouldn't. Yeah, no. but I don't know that. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I think when there's money being made, um, they put crack pipes and vending machines in New York City. I wouldn't put anything past our government whatsoever. Yeah, no. and you know that, right? Uh, Do you know about that? The, there's vending machines in New York City where they actually have free crack pipes, heroin needles, 
all that in the vending machines. I did a story on it like two months ago. Right. And they were bragging. It's tax money, you know, taxpayers' money are going for these vending machines. And it was all gone in one day. They That's emptied a, that machine out in one night. Yeah. I mean, if somebody, um, uh, if somebody is using and somebody, you know, you have to also think about, is it cheaper for me to provide safe needles to an addict that it is for me to treat that addict for, you know, HIV or venereal diseases or infections. As a government, obviously those people are under Medicare, Medi-Cal, Medicare system. So they're my patients. If 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 I'm if I'm a company, I rather provide somebody with safety rather than even though it doesn't it, it may not sit well with you. But it's better to provide them with a safe method for them to get the drugs delivered than wait until these people are developing diseases that is cost is going to cost me. 20 times more to treat, you know? Imagine how much the cost right. of, the, of the HIV pills will cost me if somebody uses the dirty needle. If I could provide a, a needle that costs five cents, I'd rather do that. And I don't and think... I agree. Yeah, and I don't think it's a condoning of the system. It's just a... I don't think the government is condoning its use. It's just providing a self or t- safe alternative for the users, which I think is a small... I, I, I listen. I, I think, think they small. are condoning the use, sir. I do. And, and I say this I say this very, very, um, maybe not like 1,000% like promoting it, but I know for a fact um, they started the epidemic of the opioid epidemic, our mm-hmm. government did, and then they took them away, and then they brought in this, and people are dying from it, and they're allowing it to come through the border at an excessive amount. And if they really wanted to stop it, they would stop our border, but they're letting it come through. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, in I, my opinion, I, I get you. Say, I, 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 there's a lot of things out there, and, 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 I, and I, I, get, I get your point, and I respect it. Uh, I don't think it's that cut and dry and that easy to say those things, but um, you may have different experiences. You know, I... I um I don't know I have my reservations I I think the, the I don't I think the government sometimes is we give them they're they're not as you know I think they have a lot of limitations and red tapes that they have to cross that they just I don't think they can just do whatever they they want you know yeah I mean I, some of them there's well there's good and bad and 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 everything yes so exactly. there are good and I'm not saying every person in the government but there's. There's um, cowboys in the CIA. There's cowboys in the FBI. There's, you know, there's always that. Even in your local police force, there's going to sure. be one or two guys that'll push the envelope. Sure, Everywhere, sure. even even at your school, there's, you know, doesn't matter what it is, and no matter your if you work at a bank, there's going to be one, you know. So it, there's always good and bad. Um, you're always going to find people that are going to try to, you know, go against whatever system and whatever but that that's my you know because it comes from from mexico and china so it has to get here somehow no definitely so there, there's ways man there, there's a yeah. lot of ways um yeah there's yeah. A, there's a lot of ways but um but yeah so i cool cool talking to you man i'm gonna it's already past 8 12 um always a pleasure talking to you uh we always get in good conversations man so i appreciate you calling um, I know yes, you, you, you you have a podcast, right? Yes, sir. What's yeah, what, I do. What's the name uh, of your podcast? 
it's called the Wacky Wisdom Podcast. Um, it's on the Gil Ambrose Wacky Wisdom Network channel. Um, I also have my YouTube channel called Tim Zoller Wacky Wisdom Network. Why don't you post the um, link? Uh, post. Go ahead and post the link to your podcast and channel under um, um, under our chat. Okay, in the comments. Yeah, just post it in right now. Po- post it under um, under the our channel, so that way it'll be there. When what I'm doing is I'm downloading these. Uh, live events and I'm reposting it uh, on my channel under the so I, I get more views that way oh yeah absolutely well I tried to post it last time and it just took it off right that, when that, I put it in the that, chat all right, so give me the well just t- tell me the name of the podcast here it's wacky it's um it's the wacky wisdom podcast we're on like episode 89 Wacky Wisdom Podcast, and then this is, you can find it where? On Gil Ambrose Wacky Wisdom Network. And what is it, a website? Um, It's on YouTube. Okay, Gil and Ambrose. Also, I'm sorry, Gil Ambrose Wacky what? Yeah. Wacky, Wacky Wisdom Network. Okay, Wisdom Network. I will be uh, creating a, a website where I can, I'm going to put external things on it, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, my absolutely. friend. Absolutely, I, I I appreciate your show, and I, if I can have better stuff, you know, to to uh, contribute, I will. I usually do, but I have had this on my mind, so I felt I was. I'm glad that you went live tonight, that we could discuss this these you topics. Know, I hope I didn't bore anybody with the with my with with my uh, issues today. No, let's see. The the thing is this. The thing is that you never know where the show will take you, and that's kind of like the aim. We remain, you know, we remain whether uh, within the, the the parameters, uh, a little bit fringy, a little bit, you know, cons- uh, we stayed a little bit within, uh, you know, uh, conspiracies. So that kind of falls into the genre. We stayed in, in politics and legalizations. So that, that's that's news, you know. Uh, we don't have to talk about ghosts every single day, right? But we, we can we can touch other okay. subjects. We can touch other subjects. Um so yeah, I just don't want you know I don't want to I don't want to be like Team Biden versus Team Trump. I don't want to have like Team Palestine versus Team is uh, Team Israel. I want to steer away from that. There's other avenues, other people. I kind of want to stay you know in, within like what art would talk about, and uh, art would certainly address these issues. Everything we talked about today, Art Bell has addressed and would have addressed. Definitely. And we definitely don't beat up on a, on a side. That's why I like talking to you, because we can agree that they're all the same. Or, you know, we're in the, you know, we're on the same page. So I like to have the conversation. That's it's a good conversation. I hope everybody got to enjoy it today. And uh, thanks for having me on. Okay, my friend. Blessings. Have a good night. And I uh, hope to hear from you soon. God bless, and I'll call in soon too. I, I, I'll, I'll tune in again, and hope, hope to, uh, hope everything goes well. Wonderful, thank you. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Bye bye. So that awesome. See, that was an awesome call. Talked about, um, like I said, talked things within, you know, within our parameters. But uh, yeah, they're interesting. Uh, there's a lot of things that we don't agree with. There's things that we do agree with. There's different point of view. And, you know, we have to respect each other. That's what it comes down to. Give each other um, 
give each other the opportunity to speak, give each other the opportunity to express yourself, and um, do, do it in a in a gentleman uh, manner, you know, in a gentle manner, and uh, you know, just how you were uh, you were raised. Hope you guys were raised uh, to respect one another's opinions, and then if you know to agree to disagree. Listen, we're all different human beings. We've all experienced different things. Uh, we cannot be robotic. It would be a boring world if we all thought the same thing. So I appreciate my caller. Um, I put a link to his uh, Wacky Wisdom podcast. You can find it under Gil Ambrose Wacky Wisdom Network. He's at podcast number 85, so he's been uh, hustling for a while. Uh, if you just join us, uh, you know, if you want to call, it's 8.17 p.m. I'm going to give until uh, 8.20 you can pin your comment with the number so you don't have to repost it. God bless you. I'm learning this kind of stuff. Thank you, Monchichi. I used to have a Monchichi. I loved my Monchichi. I was addicted to my Monchichi. And one time I tried to be cute. I had a cousin. I was probably about 10. I was probably about 9 or 10. And uh, I had a cousin that was probably like 6 or 7. And he liked my Monchichi. And I, I wanted to be cute. And I let him borrow my Monchichi for about a week. And I was hating life. I had to have my mom go and retrieve my Monchichi. If you guys don't know what a Monchichi is, it's a, it was, I think it was a Japanese doll of a monkey uh, that had opening in his mouth and his nose and his ears. And so you can insert him, you know, you can suck his finger, you can make him pick his nose, and then you can make him pick his ear. They still sell them. I saw them at uh, Little Tokyo here in downtown LA. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, so uh, rip uh, my Monchichi. I don't know what happened to him. He would have been quite old. But thank you for uh, the, the... I'm still learning the system. I know I, I've only scratched the surface of what the program can do. Um, but it's getting the job done as far as... Far as getting interactions today was an awesome day for me because i had two calls it's been the first day that i've had two calls and uh yeah just expanding my horizons expanding the show and i want to be able to discuss all things that art was able to discuss because we all miss them terribly left us too soon uh, and the airwaves have been void of his voice and they've been void of his interesting insights into life. And I said, um, let me do a homage to him by starting a live YouTube call-in show, which have always been a dream of mine to do uh, a call-in show. So I'm fulfilling my dreams, and I am also bringing uh, awareness of uh, Mr. Art Bell and be able to some sort of re reciprocate uh, what he's left us with. Um, yeah, so that this is what the show is all about. <clears throat> any topic, any paranormal, the only thing I ask of is obviously, one, be cordial to one another, no profanity, and turn down the volume of your uh, of YouTube when you call me so we don't get that crazy uh, Jimi Hendrix feedback in the background. Uh, let's see, should do a poll, Doc, with a few different 
topics for a topic and then find a subscriber that button calling for a set amount of time for part of the show and open lines keep them sh- uh, for open lines keep the calls shorter yeah i mean i am going to keep the calls shorter uh but the thing is i don't have enough people calling me so i have to take advantage of my callers and pick their brains otherwise i have a two minute call and i have you know 30 minutes of me reading wacky news or wacky stories for you guys so i'd rather interact with the callers but yeah as the show progresses, the, the, obviously the calls are going to get uh, very short. Uh, but we're only starting. That's a great idea to do a poll. Uh, like I said, if you guys have any expertise out there, um, put the expertise that you have. And uh, I can call and interview you. And that way we can make a, pick a topic and, and call. It's it, we have just we have yeah we have a lot a little listeners right now and we've had we haven't managed to have a a, a a lot of listeners so it's hard at this time but we're barely starting I'm starting to promote the show most uh, within a couple of Reddit communities, a couple of Facebook communities and if you wanna also promote the show it would help me to grow. I'll pick it up in time. I don't know what uh, that means. Uh, so 630, 6.30 uh, p.m. Pacific Standard Time until I uh, either don't have calls or get tired. It's This is the longest show I've done. It's 8.22 p.m. I'm going to give it until 8.30 uh, today. If I don't get anybody else calling me, then we'll call it a night. And if I get another interesting call, we'll, we'll, we'll keep going. Um, so yeah so don't be shy call me thank you uh, Tim I appreciate it Tim was just the the caller that I had right now Tim from Ohio uh, he said that he would uh, he would he's gonna share this uh, live cast to his friends on his channels, to his friends and on his channel. So 6.30 p.m. to 7, 7 o'clock Pacific Standard Time to whatever, uh, you know, we go to. I've tried different time slots. I, th- I think, it's, you know, 6.45 to 7, it's a good starting time. I don't mind starting earlier. Uh, there's times where I may not start, uh, but I'll announce it before that because I have, um, I work quite a lot. Yeah, I appreciate it, Tim, again. So I'll give it a few more minutes to see if anybody else wants to call. Um, Well, Tim has called twice. I just got done uh, speaking with Tim, JD. Yeah, the the guest that I just had on, the second guest, that was Tim. So he's been been here uh, twice. He was for the Halloween show, and I had him uh, today. But thanks for the for the idea. I am West Coast. I am in Southern California. It's currently eight twenty three p.m., but it feels like midnight because of the um, change in time due to what are they called? Uh, daylight savings, which I think they should do away with. Doesn't provide any um, benefit. Hopefully, they do away with it. Texas, Monchichi, 
uh, I'll post your channel with some paranormal groups on Twitter. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much, uh, so much, Manchichi. Means a lot. And as I get, uh, I'm gonna next step. I am going to be creating a website for connections. I don't have a Twitter account. I do have a Twitter account, but not a Twitter account uh, related to to this channel. I just have the time travel uh, show. This is the, the main channel, Time Travel Show, which basically has old episodes of Art's Bell, Art Bell's show. And this is the portion of the call-in. We, believe it or not, we have over, um, <clears throat> we get about 26,000 hours listening time per month, which is quite a lot. And we have over 30,000 uh, subscribers. So it's not a small channel. Uh, I just need to make them aware to listen to me. And well, they gotta first like me, and they gotta the way I conduct myself, and the way that um, our topics are being dealt with, which I'm, I'm sure they will. Um, you know, I don't. It's 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 a early uh, show, meaning that people can get in, they can get through. They don't have to hold on for hours and hours. And a um, couple of things I'll be working on is also an, uh, a, a way to uh, create an international call line for those uh, that call, uh, that listen to abroad. I've had a couple of listeners from Canada and uh, Ireland. So for right now, what they can do is text my, my number, uh, the 951-977-1159, and then I will call them. That way I can uh, get them the cost. But uh, if I set up a, a channel, uh, excuse me, if I set up another kind of way that they can call me, that way they can bypass. But, you know, we're growing. It's been my, it's, I think I've been, I've had eight, seven episodes or eight episodes. And so far the, so far the interaction has been well for a brand new show, you know. So, so yeah, thank you guys for helping me grow the channel as well and for being active. And returning, I have a lot of people that uh, that return, so I appreciate you guys for that. Uh, and thank you also for your um, thank you guys for your your ideas. Uh, JD posted art used to use Skype. I don't know if they're they're still using. It. Yes, I have a Skype account. The only caveat is that you need to have a Skype account. So you need to call from your Skype account into my Skype account. I don't know if a lot of people employ Skype nowadays. I know about 10 years ago it was pretty pretty frequently used. We can also do a WhatsApp. Uh, I can also have a get a WhatsApp number. So we can do calls via WhatsApp, uh, also Skype, and uh, directly uh, within the continental US to the 951 number. So yeah, there you go. I should do a poll once we get a little bit la larger and tomorrow I'll be posting all three numbers I'll post uh, well if you guys have whatsapp I can post a whatsapp number and I can post my direct phone number so the whatsapp will reserve it uh, the whatsapp we can be reserved for international calls uh, you need to get StreamYard. okay good see you guys are super helpful like I said I'm very new for this so I want to see what StreamYard is StreamYard. Uh, easiest way to live stream and record a professional live streaming and recording studio for your browser. 
Okay. Now, are you able to... I wonder if you can get calls. Oh, I'm going to look into it. I use uh, OBS Studio. I look into StreamYard. OBS is completely free. Uh, and the quality is second to none. There's a lot of stuff I can do from here. I haven't even tapped, uh, scratched the, probably the, the top 5%. But uh, I'm going to see if I can get uh, calls and video calls as well. You know, the sky's the limit. We just gotta, I just got to build a following. And, and then, then we'll concentrate on all the, you know, we'll concentrate on all other things. So we got a minute to go. I guess uh, no takers on the call. That's okay. We are going to be signing off soon. Wishing you guys a good night. God bless you guys. And um, I have... If you can directly email me, uh, I think I set up Strange Days, Strange Days Live at Gmail. I think I have that email, but I'll verify it tomorrow. Uh, you can get face-to-face -face calls, but you can turn off your camera if that's what we okay. Yeah, I'm sure there's there's a lot of things that we can do. But again, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you so much for your time, for your dedication, for your help, for your nice insights into the show. I appreciate you guys. And we'll be back tomorrow, God be willing. So have a good night. Strange Days Live signing off for November 8th, 2023.